Hey, thanks for listening to Fast Break from Straightforward Radio. This is Jesse Diaz, your host. And um, I'm glad to be back. It's been a bit. Um, today, I want to quickly uh, talk about non-examples. And, and I guess probably the non-examples that you're not expecting to see. Um, as someone who, who worked in education, who, who I work in education for more than 20 years, uh, when I was in the classroom, an important thing that we would do, like I remember when we would teach, for example, using Frere models or stuff like that, where it, to avoid misconceptions, we would use uh, the non-example, right? Whatever we were teaching, an example of what it's not or what, what it's not supposed to be. And it's really helpful, uh, especially with, with little kids. And I think even all level students and, and um, even older students. And I think even as adults today, um, depending on the kind of learner that you are, depending on the kind of, uh, you know, uh, student that you are, having those non-examples can actually be very helpful. I'm a person that I like to, I'm very visual, so a lot of the time I like to see, you know how when you buy something you got to put it together in the instructions and they'll show you how not to do it, you know how they'll put like an X through it or this is not how you put this together. That's helpful to me. And I thought this would be a good way of introducing this topic because I, you know, everyone has gone to school at some moment in life and all of you will probably be able to relate with having been with having a teacher show you or an example. Well, you know what? A lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now, you probably go to church. You probably congregate somewhere. Um, it's the the common thing that right that Christians do. Uh, I know that some people can't congregate for one reason or another. You just can't really make it to a church. There are reasons that some people can't. But most of us do go to a building, go to a place where we meet with other Christians, and we have what we some people have called the Christian experience, right? We we hold a service, we worship God, uh, we uh, what is it called? We have a fellowship, and here's the thing: in that experience of church, you're gonna find people who are not examples of what it means to be a Christian, of what it should look like, okay? Unfortunately, depending on where you are, sometimes you're going to see more non-examples than examples. I'm going to be honest. There's going to be people who can actually uh, persuade you to not be a Christian, and they're in church. You know, it's sad, but it's the reality. And this is not something that's new. It's something that because God is infinite in his understanding and wisdom he actually allowed these things to be referenced in in the bible so that today it's no surprise to you and it doesn't affect you when you go to church and someone is really just acting a certain way that's like hmm that's not very christian like here's the problem many people with that situation it turns them either against god or against their faith or it makes them think, well, you know what, all of this is, you know, this is all fake. And that's not the reality either. It's just that there are some bad examples out there. Now, I'm going to quickly read Third uh, John uh, verse 10, chapter 1, verse 10. There's only one chapter in this letter that Apostle John wrote, right, um, to the church of that time. But, but it's amazing how this talks to us today. So here, here we go. Uh, verse 10 says, When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing 
and and I, I'm actually gonna go back a little bit because in order to get the context here, um, I don't want to go too far back here. So let me start in verse nine. Um, it basically he's talking about someone. His name was Diotrephus, um, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I think so. Diotrephus. Um, he says, I wrote to the church about this, but Diotrephus, who loves to be the leader, this is amazing, who loves to be the leader, refuses to have anything to do with us. Okay, so basically you've got some complaining going on here. And then it says, when I come, I will report some of the things he is doing and the evil accusations he's making against us. We're talking about church folk here, okay? Talk about church folk, people in church. Not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. This is crazy. <laughs> and I know it's one of those things that you don't hear of often. You know, when you, probably when you're going to church, you're not hearing anybody preach about this. Because honestly, these are things that like, sometimes we don't really want to focus on them. And I understand why. But with so many new Christians and even seasoned Christians that just see some stuff happening sometimes in church and are like, what is happening here? It might be good to mention and to show that we are human, we mess up, and there's actually people in church who are just not saved and they're not helpful. And we have to make sure they don't affect us. And that's where, where verse 11 goes. So then he says, dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. This is really important. Don't let it influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children. And those who do evil prove that they do not know God. So there's people in church who don't know God. And I know this is probably no surprise to a lot of you who are listening to me. I know that there are seasoned Christians who listen to podcasts and, and listen to different, <clears throat> you know, um, messages that are out there. But there may be someone who's who hasn't been a Christian for very long. And right now you are being influenced. You are being affected by a bad example. Someone who is not showing love. Someone who is only judging others. Someone who just opens their mouth and, and just takes away your joy, takes away your desire to serve God, takes away your desire to do something for Him. You can't let that influence you. Notice the things that this dude was doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Guy, first of all, and you see these same attitudes in churches today. You see it everywhere. I mean, not just church. You can see it anywhere. But I'm focusing on church because, see, that's where it can really hurt you. Because if if you can turn on your faith and turn on God and just say, oh, you know, I'm done with the fakeness. People are just so fake. I'm tired of people being fake. Yes, there is fakeness. But the fact that fake exists should let you, should remind you that real exists. And Jesus is real and his love is real and his word is real. And that's why this is beautiful when scripture can actually reference these things. Okay, so first of all, it says here he loves to be the leader. There's people like that in churches today. There's people who are constantly just being difficult because they want to be the boss. They want to take over. Sometimes they're arguing. They're, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, well, you know, I have this or that title. That's a part of this. You know, you've got to keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Don't worry about these kind of people. Don't let them influence you. Don't let them influence your desire to serve God, to do what, you know, what's in your heart to do. 
Look at this stuff. It says, not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers. You know, the, welcome. this is just jealousy here, mostly. A lot of the time, there's people who don't want to welcome others or don't want to acknowledge other visions or acknowledge other uh, leaders or other stuff because they don't like it. They want it to be about them. It's the me show. Look at me. Everybody, look at me. You know? And that's honestly not how... Jesus rolled and not how the disciples rolled. He tried to show them that they were a part of something bigger than them. It's the kingdom. So is is my podcast today going to stop this from happening? Nope. Is it going to stop this kind of immaturity from happening in churches and people being fake and and acting, you know, all kinds of ridiculous in church? Nope. But what it might do is help someone who's being influenced by it to say, okay, hold on, stop, pump the brakes. I can't let this affect my walk with Christ. I can't let this affect my ability to do something, to produce something for the kingdom, to serve God, to help others. See, that's what this is all about. Because this is the same attitudes we see nowadays. And unfortunately, sometimes you're going to see it in leadership. People who are leaders, you know, having this kind of foolishness in in churches and out there in, in, in ministries. It says here, um, then it says, not only is the one to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells them, no, he tells others not to help them. Isn't that beautiful? So not only am I not going to be helpful, I don't want anyone else to be helpful. Not only am I not going to Work. I don't want anyone else to work. Not only am I not going to be a part of this initiative, I don't want anyone else to be a part of it either. Seen that anywhere? I don't know. And then the, the, the last part is the, is the butte. It says then, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, <laughs> so, so, you know, God forbid somebody's helping, somebody's doing something good. Um, and when he they do help, he puts them out of the church so this guy was excommunicating people i don't know this is it's troubling but this was the primitive church so imagine if these people without the internet without facebook without twitter or whatever all the different venues that we have for ridiculousness without having all that these people you know they were a mess imagine you know, the kind of stuff that can affect a new Christian today. So I may actually be talking to somebody who's involved in some of this foolishness. And right now you might just want to, you know, <laughs> let's, um, let's work with that. Let's not affect newer Christians. Let's, let's not say things that could affect them, their walk, affect their faith. Let's not be overcritical. It's not wrong with pointing something out, an opinion, you know, hey, we're people. People have opinions and you're going to express them. But how do you do it? Are The things that you say, are they affecting someone else? You may be that non-example, okay? I mean, I'm not saying it's you, but we all sometimes may have characteristics of that non-example that John was referring to here, to the church of that time. We want to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. So I want to close with this. If you're a new Christian, if you're somebody who's really just seeing some stuff, some fakeness, 
some of this foolishness in church and you're like, it's affecting you and you're thinking, I'm, I don't know about this anymore. No, stop. God has a plan with you. He has a plan with your life. And he's telling you, don't let their bad example influence you. Follow only what is good, John said here. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children. Notice those that those who do good. So focus on doing good. Okay? Focus on doing the right thing. Focus on mercy. Focus on compassion. Focus on helping someone else. Okay? Focus on being part of the solution. Because that's God's plan with you. And you don't have time for a non-example to be stopping what God wants to do through you and for you. God bless you. And thanks for listening in. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Fast Break from Straightforward Radio. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at Straightforward Radio. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel where you can share this with someone who might need it today.